Welcome to Express Yourself. My name is Kirbanu and this is the podcast for creativity, conscious business and soul expression. I'm very excited to share my podcast guest with you for this episode, the beautiful Kim Sternemann, who is specializing in what she calls the Academy Menschlein. So translated, this means the Academy of Being Human. And what does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be connected to our emotions, our feelings, be able to express them in a healthy way, be able to be, to understand them in a healthy way? And how can we have healthy, uplifting, empowered relationships to ourselves and others? We are going to go deep, deep, deep in this conversation because her work is really overlapping with the coaching work that I do with my clients. And you know what? I don't even want to say another word. Let's just get straight into it, into my inspiring chat with Kim. Welcome, Kim Sternemann. I'm so happy to have you as a guest here today on the podcast. Thanks for taking the time to join me. And, um, you know, as I said before, I connected to you through a friend on Instagram, and I'm just really inspired by the work that you're offering because I feel that what you're offering and the way you offer your work is in really in alignment with the way I offer my coaching um, and in alignment with how I work with my clients. So maybe you could just tell us a little bit first about what you do before we jump any further into the discussion. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me. I scrolled through your Instagram feed and I just thought, wow, that woman, I'm so, I'm so blessed that I can talk to her about her work and we can just have a nice little chat. And yeah, of course, I'd like to introduce myself. I'm uh, Kim Sternemann, I'm from Germany, and I work as a coach since already eight years. And I mainly work online at the moment or actually the last two years because of the whole uh, pandemic. And that offered my work a whole new dimension. Suddenly there were, I don't know, the, the World Wide Web just offered me so many new people and, and so many new contacts. And what I do focus on my work is mainly emotions and connections. Like relationships and the way we the way we handle actually connection the way we the way we handle contact at all you know with our partners our family our friends with ourselves and the main topic is relationships towards the world that's how i call it and ourselves and i found out that the most important thing with relationships is that relationships create feelings and emotions inside of us. And the way we experienced our feelings and emotions through the relations we had from day one we entered the world is a very interesting pattern we can we can focus on and do a lot of research in. So yeah, that's mainly what I do and I totally love it. <laughs> I love what you just shared and I think it's so beautiful and there's so many elements to what you just said and you know I, I've been married for 12 years um, and obviously like any you know intimate relationship you go through phases of up down and around the corner um, and you know I, I feel that through my relationship with my husband like I've had this opportunity to really go very deep into some of the topics you just shared which is how am I expressing myself in my intimate relationship like what are the patterns that are going on here and where am I getting triggered and where am I just spiraling in the same, uh, you know, mental patterns that 
are from a different time that are not from this human standing in front of me, but that are really from my conditioning, my upbringing, which at some point served a need, but are really, and perhaps evolved so that I could get that need met, but are really not serving me anymore. And you know, the same thing comes out in the voice. Like I'm working with my clients on the same patterns, this idea of what's going on, like in the back of my in my consciousness, you know, in the way I am kind of programmed or have become programmed and what can I do to, to change things so that I can have an empowered relationship with myself and with others and from my work, you know, so that I can let my voice out uh, and say what I want to say when I want to say it. So I want to absolutely come back into the work that you're doing because it's so, it's so important. Oh my God. And I love it. Um, before we do, however, how did you get into this work? Well, mainly um, because of my own biography. I was, when I started asking the big questions, probably most of the people do in this area, like, who am I? Um, why am I here? What do I have to offer for the world? What is like, you know, the red line in my life that is doing circles again and again and again and again? I just came to the point that I always had problems in relationship, always. There were always, it was a lot of drama. It was very chaotic. Um, it was on and off all the time. And I always felt very lonely. I, I was asking myself, how am I actually connecting to people and how do I connect in my relationship? And um, it was a lot of fighting through all the years. And because of that, I went back much further and I asked myself, how did I enter the world? I mean, what did I learn about relationships from my parents and from the people in my environment? So that became a very big topic in my own life. And I, I started to understand like, what is actually the dynamic underneath? Like what is happening all the time? What am I recreating in relationships again and again and again? And I found out that there's mainly two dynamics. The one is we have, big problems to go in contact like we we learn to isolate ourselves from others and the other one is that we're clinging to the context like we are afraid of losing it all the time and for me i just found out i was in a very big fear all my life to lose contact but i never experienced real contact because for example my mom she was very busy when uh, she after i was born in this world so i grew up with my grandma and then I became very independent very soon, but it mainly was my was my my language to or the language of my system to say, well, contact could be quite challenging for me, could be quite quite scary as well. So while going through my own biography all the time, I found out well how other people are doing it. I just looked at my sister, I looked at my friends. I looked at people I worked with through through yoga, through coaching, and I found out, wow, it's all about connection. It's always a question, am I fearing connection or am I sticking way too close to it so I lose the contact to myself? And through this observing and studying myself, kind of, I really found out, wow, it's not about connections, it's about the feelings that do connections to us, for example, being afraid of connection or being afraid of losing it. For example, being unsure if other people do want to connect with me or not. Like, like what, is, what is the face telling me? What is the body language telling me? And so this whole topic just opened up to me and I'm still not ready with my research, but 
I just feel that through my own work and the way I transport it to the world, there is a feeling of coming home, you know, finally, finally finding myself and finding me in the world, you know, finding me through other people and finding out that how nourishing it is when you have healthy and constructive relationships with everyone else and with yourself. Oh my God. Drop the mic on that one. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> we can just stop there. Thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Um, <laughs> that was so fantastic. And there's just so many layers of things that you just mentioned. There's like so many layers and I don't even know where to start. Cause I have like a hundred thoughts going on in my head at the same time. I think there's a few different spots, but like, I'm just going to speak out of my random chaos at the moment that's kind of rolling out of my head um, yeah there's this one do you know the work of the hendrix so it's a, it's a couple from america getting the love you want and conscious loving yes. yeah. we have been working with the work for three years as a couple and it's fundamentally by the way anyone listening i'm going to put that in the show notes of the podcast these two books i highly recommend if there was like one book every human on this earth should read it's that book in my opinion, um, getting the love you want. And, and this idea with the Imago um, and how they talk about like how we're just really projecting onto that person, this way we learned to be in relationship, this way we learned to process feelings, this way we learned to communicate with the other. And to see that come up again and again and again is incredible. And also then to have tools to help you then defuse this kind of drama like what you said earlier and and I guess aggression and all of these heavy emotions which are not which are really hindering us from having connection healthy healthy relationship to have tools to help us work through these is insane and like I can vouch for this I've been using this work with my husband it's our training ground at the moment really for the last three years so good yeah it was really hard like the first one and a half years were very confronting <laughs> really confronting but it gave us so much empathy for each other and now we we can we can listen to each other differently because we understand the background and we understand that it's not about me and it's not about him it's just about oh i've just triggered this background of his and how can i support him to come back into his let's say adult self and get out of an emotional spiral of pain and suffering which nobody wants to stay in so I wanted to just first touch on that. Like, are you familiar with their work? And do you use that in your work with others? I do. I, I know the work from them and I totally love it. So it's so cool that you just mentioned it. And um, I mainly work with yeah most of the work from people from Germany because that's where I'm coming from. But the topic is familiar to me and it's a big part in my work. For example, I always try or I, I do start my work, mainly when I work with couples, for example, that's the best you can do, you know, as a couple, like open up yourself to the topic relationship and emotions that will, wow, it will change everything. And it doesn't mean that um, it will change from the beginning into a romantic Disney world relationship bubble. It's it will start. It will start maybe with some small arguments. But the thing in here is that we have an idea of relationship and handling our emotions that it's supposed to be always nice and easy. But that's not true because we all come from places where we experienced loss and pain and grief. 
and anger and sadness and all of that is still stored inside of us and with all those feelings and all those ideas of how a relationship should be of how we want to be loved of how the other person has to be we are entering like this sacred room with another person and then there happens a lot of projection like you said but for me it starts with open up their misunderstandings and try to get a new orientation inside of a relationship that it's normal to be angry that it's normal to be sad that it's normal that there's a lot of grief inside of us that there's that we're afraid of losing each other that we're afraid of losing our own freedom when we open up like so many things and i definitely do work with that so that people get an understanding of the way we learned about relationship through our parents is the way we enter relationship as adults and i always say that there are most of the time four people in a relationship it's two adults and two children and that we really need to understand because we all have a childhood even when most of us always say like oh please don't let please don't again let's talk about childhood but we have to we have to because that's where where we we entered in the world and that's how we are going through our relationship as adults so yes very important <laughs> oh my god totally and and i think what you just said about childhood like so much of the work i do with people is always going back and looking at these elements of the wounded children in us i mean for me there's more than one like it's like a circus um and that's okay that's exactly what you said like that's what it is to be human accept that like learn to love and accept that and have tools to help you meet those parts of yourself with compassion and to learn how to understand what are the needs here and i think for me that's what's been i guess um you know following this work in a really personal inter intimate relationship with my partner going through that like mess because it is not pretty um <laughs> it's uncomfortable it's confronting there's a lot of tears and and anger and as you said learning to allow ourselves to be um to be angry like one thing we're having to do is to learn to allow ourselves to fight like, and so let that be okay, you know? And to be like, I don't have to make you happy. I don't have to say what I think you need to hear. I am not responsible for your emotions. I'm responsible for myself and I need to stop projecting this onto you so that you have space to be you. I have space to be me. And let's find how we can meet in the middle as adults. So this is stuff that we're often doing with ourselves is really trying to, yeah, to go through this process of getting to know ourselves in an adult way and learning to, hold the children in us with love and compassion and learning to hold space for the other when they're in that space of pain and suffering and not trying to fix them not trying to make it better not trying to brush it over with a glossy brush and move on to the next thing not trying to suppress their emotions because we all have these patterns in us it's so um human it's so human yes. and I, I like how you talk about it because it's not our fault it's just as you said we have to look at how we came into the world and, and start there. And I actually think um, that being an adult, and for me, I'm actually of the opinion that many people never become adults, but I believe that becoming an adult means learning to take the responsibility for the children inside of us and for the wounded parts of ourselves and, and being able to integrate these parts of ourselves and function from a different space. I want to 
kind of roll on over to the topic of communication, because I think you probably have a lot to say about that topic. And I'm very interested to hear what you have to say mm-hmm. in terms of communication and relationships. And maybe you could give us like one or two tips for how we could communicate um, in a healthier way uh, in relationship with others. Well, that's a very interesting topic. Um, and to be honest, most of the couples I work with, at, the, at some point, they're always saying like, yeah, we are trying to be, uh, vi- how do you say that in English? Violence-free and communication. That's Non-violent that's like, communication. Exactly, yeah. non-violent communication. And I always say, well, that's nice. And you can, I don't know if that really, really, really works when you're still in anger or holding a lot of grief back. Like you can say, I really hate you, you fucking asshole, you know? And come on, just because you're a bit more quiet and you're pretending to be nice, that doesn't mean it's like non-violent, you know? So what I what I teach about communication is that let's have a look on how we actually communicate and about what we talk. Most of the people talk about the weather, about the things other people have in their lives. We talk about money, we talk about all the stuff that happens at work, but we never, or let's say not never, but we try to avoid to really open up to our partner and to say what is mainly happening inside of us. And that would mean to say, right now I am feeling sad maybe I feel neglected, I feel lonely, I don't know how to connect with you, I have thoughts in my mind that tell me I should break up with you, I want to run away right now, I don't want to open up to you, I'm afraid of getting hurt, you know, like really telling what is in the moment happening here inside of me, but what we all try to avoid is that someone from the outside sees what is actually happening inside of us. And that is the big childhood trauma. We try to hide, we try to isolate, and we never want to talk about what is really going on inside of us. And if I want to tell somebody how I really feel, what is really happening inside of us, Before that, I need to be connected with myself so I can feel what's actually going on inside of me. And it doesn't mean that I always have to say on point what is happening. It can also mean that I can say, I'm feeling nothing. There's emptiness inside of me. But that is still a connection. It just gives the other person the opportunity to really see and feel what is happening inside of me, to the true self, to to the truth inside of me. That is the main connection. And that, I think, needs to be communicated. We can drop a second mic on that one. Um, (laughs) Boom! Mic drops in this conversation. Um, No, I love what you just said because, you know, what we're learning and what we have been learning and also, of course, through my own background, um, I have a background in trauma. So, and like recovering from trauma, I have PTSD. So I'm always having to work with myself in a very somatic way. Um, And I found, you know, teaching yoga, working with yoga for 22 years in my own journey has really helped me to get into my body. Um, And what you just said for me is so true because it's about speaking the microscopic truth and letting ourselves be vulnerable, letting ourselves be seen. Um, I love the work from Brene Brown and influenced my life so much when I read her books like seven years ago. Um, I'll drop that one into the show notes for everyone who's listening too, because I mean, she's amazing. Letting ourselves be seen and, and really 
yeah, letting the marks drop away and, and without having an expectation that we have to please someone or we have to make it okay for someone else, but that we can just say what's true for us. And what I learned through the journey or through my journey is a part of that speaking the truth can also be like, I feel tension in my shoulders. Um, I can't breathe. Like my, I don't feel my feet right now. Like, and something that my husband and I have practicing and because we were going through that, you know, we have been going through this process for three years of learning to see each other as we actually are and not as we project onto each other and trying to fulfill the expectations of these projections because it's just a mess. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're practicing saying, how are you? And we understand that when one of us says that, I don't give a shit about what happened today. I mean, of course I do, but I'm actually asking, what is truth for you in this moment? What is your inner world? What is your experience right now? Let me create space for you to share that with me. What are you reflecting on? How do you feel in your depth? What it, what's going on? Yeah. It's such a, you know, that brings the peace. That is bringing peace to our nervous system, to our souls. And you just mentioned it, you know, connection is mainly through our senses, listening, you know, talking to you, keeping the eye contact, being present. That is what the system, and with the system, I need the, I mean, the body, you know, that is what the nervous system needs, that there is a connection and also feeling, you know, the, the, I don't want to judge you, but the negative part, like, I'm so nervous that you're looking at me right now. I'm so nervous that that you that, that that I think you need an answer from me right now, but I don't have it. But even that, you know, tell even all the parts you're feeling, you're experiencing inside of you in the moment somebody wants to connect to you. I find it so relieving because like when you tell your truth, like really the microscopic truth in that moment as is what's going on for you. What I've learned through my experience is that you make space for the other person to see you as you are. And that's and this fosters intimacy. Like this allows that person to let go of the projections that they have in their head at the moment, because we all do, um, you know, like, why is she a little bit tense? Have I done something? Did I not do, you know, like we all do it. It's, it's a part of our human experience, but it gives them the opportunity to let go of that and to see us. And I've, I've really seen that in my relationship with my husband, like anytime one of us chooses to share the truth, um, there's always a sense of closeness. There's always a sense of coming together, exactly as you said, in a very peaceful, connected, loving way. And it's not this, you mentioned before, you know, the Disney, I would say bullshit, um, <laughs> but it's this adult love. It's this love in trust and acceptance and companionship. And that's so beautiful and it's so rewarding. Exactly. And it's what you mentioned, you know, it's the intimacy. And I always say it's about emotional intimacy. It's, it's what we missed as children most of the times because our parents were busy or they had they had struggles with their own emotions. You know, somebody who's making up space for us to pay attention to what we really need, to look at us and to find out who is this soul in that body? Is it a slow soul? Is it fast? Whatever it needs, you know, and we can we can create this emotional intimacy with another person when when we are open up when we leave some space for our own vulnerability. 
And so in your work with people, like maybe what is one or two tools you could share with the listeners now, how they can do this? Like what are some, what is one or two really practical tools that anyone listening to the session um, could take away with them that can help them in their connection with others, that could help them in allowing themselves to be vulnerable and or in their communication? like to start with an exercise I really like and I always uh, suggest take a person you really trust like it doesn't have to be a love relationship partner it can be your best friend for example or your mom or your dad whatever and start with holding eye contact for a minute just a minute and feel what is happening inside of you like maybe you start to giggle maybe you want to look away maybe you become nervous like just allow yourself to feel what happens when somebody is really becoming a bit closer to you, you know, like you're really keeping eye contact. And I don't mean staring, you know, like, like that, but really be in a, in an open and lovely inner state of mind and look at the other person. And the second exercise is you can, you can keep the eye contact or you can close your eyes. That's totally fine for the beginning and try for two or three minutes to tell the other person what is happening inside of you. Like, my body is warm, my feet are cold, I feel my heart beating, something is stuck in my throat, I'm a bit nervous because I don't know what to say right now. And the other person is just listening, just listening. Don't ask, don't say, oh, I know, I know, I have the same, mm, I can understand. Say nothing at all, but just Talk about yourself, open up what is really happening inside of you. And that will leave some room for emotions and feelings and it will give yourself some room. And it's a totally new experience for some of the people out there, but it's so worthy to do. I'm such a fan of simple practical tools. I love both of them, they're great. Like, because there are tools, there are the exercises someone can do um with ease <laughs> this yeah. is my word for this ease um so i really love that you just shared that with us thank you so much and for anyone listening i mean please like try these exercises and drop us a note in the comments write to me or write to kim or you know say something in the reviews on the podcast episode we would love to hear you know what is your experience with this what happens does it change your experience or does it change what you expected i think they're both really practical um, exercises that are easy to use and also powerful and I actually have experience or in a similar way with both of them and they really helped me uh, and my partner. So I want to say maybe one or two more questions before we bring a yeah. little chat to an end, although I love this topic and I could talk about it for hours because it's one of my favorite topics. It is. Um, <laughs> in, your, in your journey to, you know, connecting to this, let's say, wisdom in terms of the work that you offer and, and just sharing it in the world and, and to, you know, reaching a wider audience, what has been one big learning that you have had to go through in order to, I guess, grow in this journey in your offerings? I would say it was definitely the point where I found out that holding myself in the darkest place inside of me is my biggest success. It's something you don't do once. You do it all over because this whole life and the journey of being a human is a process. 
it's not it's not a goal you want to reach at some point that you say and when i when i arrive there finally everything is the way i want it to no it's a it's a process and being deeply devoted to myself to to learn that i can lose myself and i will find myself and holding myself and open up to that big darkness that has been inside of me as well was something that it's overwhelming all, all the time again and again and to find out that there is a part of me in every human being that is contacting me it's so it's so incredible to see that there are people contacting me for coaching telling a part of my story like really telling a part of my story and being so thankful and always so really devoted to it that I just think well even if I lose myself I will find myself outside there in other people in other stories in other if you want to say traumas you know it will come back to me like all these small parts of myself they will come back to me so I don't have to fear losing myself because it will find me so beautiful what you just said and um, thank you for sharing it in the way that you did i agree i think so much of our work in terms of integration is about connecting to these really deep let's say traumas or pains inside of us and you know in the past i was always trying to cut them off cut them out scratch them out make myself perfect get rid of them they shouldn't be there i should be different i should be someone else um, you know, if I weren't this, then I would be better, blah, blah, blah. But what happened for me, and I think it, I connect to what you said, it's like, it was really a revolution when I could look at those parts and hold them without any expectation and let them be there as they are and say, I understand. I see you. I'm here for you. I love you. That's enough, you know, and that's so transformative. That is so transformative. It's so powerful. Yes, and let me just add one thing, which I really, that's like my my mantra for the last years that I always tell people to, you don't need to be repaired. You are not a car, you need to be fixed, you know. There has nothing been wrong with you at no time in your life. Everything you feel tells a story. And Sometimes when you're afraid of those feelings or the things that happens inside of you, of your own darkness, your shadows, whatever you call it, there's just something that you still didn't discover of yourself. But your body is storing everything you ever experienced. And at some times, like, like a small little onion, you know, the layers will disappear and don't be afraid to ask for help because you're mm. never, never alone in this. So true. And that's so important to have the trust yeah. and the courage to say, I need help. And you know, something else I learned on my journey was to say, it's enough. It's enough to work with right now. Because I used to be like that. Yeah, just pile it on. I'll just get it all done. Why not? If I can lie on the floor for six months in the fetal position, that's fine. I don't need to function as a human. Um, I did that. So <laughs> little known story. Um, so we can ask for help and it completely resonates so much with me, but we can also say it's enough now. Stop. I have enough to work with. And then we can we can create this for ourselves. We have that power. Um Kim, it's been so wonderful talking to you. I love everything. We have to chat again, I think. This please, just, please. You have to come to my podcast. I, will oh, I would love you. to. We can do it in German. My German is I really will. good. 
(laughs) finally (laughs) i love it i love i love to do podcasts and travel it's a lot of fun um yes let's do it yes Uh, round two round two will be on your podcast i love this so much um thank you for your wisdom and for your presence and your energy and for what you are offering the world for what you're holding space for for how you're helping people it's so important the work that you're doing and i really value it so thank you for being here with me for taking the time uh, to share your story and to share some tools with us um there's one question i like to ask at the end of my session with um with my podcast guests and this is if there is one message that you could leave the world with what would it be You are a living process from day one till the end of your journey here. You are a living process. This is it. <laughs> that is perfect. We can. That's a third mic drop. That's <laughs> thanks for listening to my inspiring chat with kim i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did um be sure to get in contact with her if you want to know more about her work you'll find the links in the show notes here and of course if you found this episode inspiring and interesting it would mean so much to me if you would just share this episode with one person who you think would value it that would be amazing that would be an awesome gift thank you again i'm looking forward to connecting with you soon bye-bye